0: From the campaign trail to the studio, Wesley Hunt continues to fight. Along with his brother Rendon, they chronicle their family experience from slavery to West Point in four generations. Tackling the difficult conversations facing our country, they're on a mission to preserve the American dream. Buckle up and welcome aboard. You're in the hunt. I'm Wesley Hunt. I'm Rendon Hunt. And, and you're, you're in, in the, the hunt. hunt.
1: I have an interesting one to talk about today and a very difficult topic for me to talk about. We're going to talk about getting home alive. So we've gotten a lot of feedback and being black Americans and being people who have a voice, it's important for us to talk about touchy topics hard topics for us to talk about it's important that we talk about those things because this is what we want our viewer to hear about we want you to hear different perspectives on how we view this country and what we've experienced
0: and i want to add a little bit to that Renan and I are not gonna run from any tough conversations. In fact, that's why we started this, to make you the—to make you know that what we talk about, it's real, it's real to us, it's thoughtful. You may not agree, or you may agree with some, or a little, or none of it. What we wanna make sure, though, is that we're, we're speaking from a place of love. We're talking about this, I think, in a nuanced way, given our background and given our history. We aren't trying to upset anybody. We just wanna have a conversation. Yeah. That's what we want to have, an open conversation. And I want people to take away from that. I really want you to take away from that. This is not the idea of us trying to pick sides or, or lambast one side or the other. This is a conversation that's difficult but also needs to be had.
1: Yes. And I'll tell you why that conversation is particularly difficult. I've been pulled over before for Driving While Black. So have I. I'll tell you a little bit about that. It's also difficult because I'm thinking, not only do I want to make it home, not only do I want my brother to always make it home, I want my son to make it home too. What am I going to teach him? How am I going to coach him? And how do you get home alive? Because I'll tell you, there's a piece of me that says- I I want everybody to get home alive. I want everybody to get home alive, I really do. And there's a piece of me that says, We can have these discussions, we can have these arguments, we can talk about what cops did wrong, this, that, and the other. That's a conversation that's better had above ground. Yes. So first and foremost, how do we get home alive? So the first one I'd like to talk about is Lieutenant Nazario, Mm -hmm. Karan Nazario of the Virginia National Guard. And the video is coming out right now of him getting pulled over for a routine stop, pepper sprayed, drug out of the car, handcuffed on the ground. That video is coming out right now, and people are seeing it. The thing that I think is really interesting, and once again, not here to pick a side on this, the timing of this video is interesting to me. That happened in December of 2020. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we're releasing it right now in the height
0: of of everything that's happening
1: (laughs) in the Chauvin trial, okay? So just something to think about, agendas and motives and why things happen, I'm not gonna pick a side, I'm not gonna take
0: a side on this, but just something to think about. This happened in December of 2020. So when you and I first watched the video that was put out there, and it's also a cautionary tale to when you're talking about motives and agendas and, and, and whatnot. When we first saw that video, I was incensed. Yeah, You were incensed, yeah. based on the video that was sent out to the world to see. Yes. A very truncated version of the full story. Yes, And you and I watched that, and, I, and that was absolutely enraging to me. There were two videos. There's the video from the body cam, and let me be the
1: first to say, cops should have body cams. If you turn them on off, it should be punitive in some way. This is how we create the story. This is how we have the narrative of what actually happens in these situations. It's very important that we have that story and that we have that narrative. And the full story. It's extremely important. There were two videos. One video was the video from the body cam. Another video was the video that the lieutenant took himself in the car. Mm -hmm. Okay. I first saw the body cam video. You know me. My blood pressure does not
0: raise very often. (laughs) No, it doesn't.
1: I was pissed
0: when I saw that. Me too.
1: Completely incensed. Because what I saw from the perspective of that video, in every single one of these videos that comes out, what I'm thinking in my mind is, how would I have handled the situation? Mm-hmm. And then the second piece I'm thinking is, well how do I coach and teach my children to handle that situation? Mm-hmm. And hopefully those end up becoming one and the same, but that's what I'm thinking when any of these videos come out. Mm-hmm. So when that video came out, from that perspective, all I could see was a cop yelling,
0: Using phrases like ride the lightning. First of all, yeah. using e- Officer e- Joe e- Gutierrez. E- yeah, that guy, ride the lightning, uh, you
1: should be scared. You should be scared to get out of the car. Okay. When I, and then the thing that really got me as an officer in the armed forces, okay, and as somebody who's gone through that training, the fact that he would say, What are you? A corporal, a private? Lieutenant Azario said, No, I'm a lieutenant. lieutenant. So Officer Gutierrez was trying to have a snide remark to his rank. His rank, rank even. Right? Yeah. So either it's either one of two things. Either he knew his rank and he was trying to demote him, or he didn't know and he
0: assumed that that was his rank because he's black. Both of them are pretty bad. Both of them are bad, but also let's keep in mind, too, that this officer is Hispanic. It's Hispanic. It's Hispanic. So let's let's, let's not be dishonest here. It's another minority group. Yes. So I think a lot of people want to gloss over that fact, no, because it's, it's expedient. But he's Hispanic. He's Hispanic. Yes. And so, and the guy and the guy in the car, the the, the
1: lieutenant is half Hispanic and half black. Yes. Nazario is is not
0: Jenkins. No. <laughs> One of them Jenkins boys,
1: <laughs> So, I'm, I'm I'm watching this video, and then you see that piece, and then you see him pepper spray him drag him out of the car, and that's all you see from that perspective in the video. Yeah. So I saw that, I sent it to you, and the thing that I thought when I first saw that is, this is the first one of these instances that I've ever seen where I'm like, oh my gosh, the guy handled it exactly the way that, that I, I would. Had, yeah. And there are two things that he did that I actually think are completely in bounds, and, and in many ways I applaud him for doing it, because I've, I've felt this before. When he got pulled over, he went to a lit gas station. It was late at night, he went to a lit gas station to make sure that there were cameras, that people could see him, that that, that everybody could be seen. I applaud him for doing that. Turning on the camera so that there's evidence of what's happening, I think that's totally in bounds. Mm-hmm. Given what we see in the media, which I would argue the media is putting this up to be something that it's not, mm-hmm. if you look at the numbers of when these things are actually happening, mm-hmm. Given what we see in the media, I completely understand those two reactions. However, when I watched the video that he took,
0: that's not the way I would have handled that. So what was it about two days later? I sent you a link of the full video from the very beginning. That tells a different story. It, It tells a very different story. And let's be clear. This doesn't justify that officer's remarks, Gutierrez. It doesn't justify his behavior. I think he was a hothead. I think he's a hot, he's a loose cannon, and I think I think he should have left the force. Yeah. However, yeah, there's more to the story. To your point, let's be crystal clear.
1: Gutierrez should not be a police officer. Yes. I want to reiterate and hit on that. What he did was beyond wrong in an abuse of power. Mm -hmm. However, when we talk about getting home alive, what I'm saying is I don't believe that
0: the lieutenant did everything he could to get home alive. So, when you look at the very beginning of the video, when he first pulls into that gas station, how many times was he told to put his hands out the vehicle and turn off his car? And turn off his car, and he didn't. Now, the reason why that's important, and the reason why it's important for you to turn off your car is because at that moment, the law enforcement officer is making calculations in his mind. Is this person gonna drive away? what's 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 the next move is he look is he reaching for a weapon in his vehicle, etc because the law enforcement officer wants to get home alive too yes, this conversation is not just about the citizen getting home alive it 's also about the police officer getting home alive yeah. He was told repeatedly he was given re- orders repeatedly to put his hands out the window and turn off his vehicle, and he did not do it yes we were in the military. We went to West Point. We understand orders. We talked about being plebs at West Point and understanding our, our four responses. We get all this. The fact that this officer did not obey these obey these very basic commands early on is what really worsened the situation. Because then paranoia and fear begins to set into the minds of the law enforcement officers that's pulling you off in the first that's pulling you over in the first place. If you follow the instructions quickly, you turn your vehicle off and you put your hands out the window immediately, they know you're complying and it puts them at ease. And Wesley, this is what I
1: want to reiterate from what you said at the very beginning. This is coming from a place of love. This is coming from the fact that I want to see that guy make it home. alive. That's where this is coming from. So me criticizing the way that he handled it, I just want to make sure that when I show my son that video, that I can say, Hey, this is something that you could have done to de escalate this so that you can make it home alive. That's the mission here. CDC mission. And what he did, the question is, is were those actions de escalating the situation? No. No, it wasn't. Like they, they told you to do something and you didn't do it, and that was antagonizing the multiple times. The, the, the the authority figure.
0: Multiple times.
1: And, and, and continuing to question and say, well, why do you want to do this? Why do you? you have been given an order to do something. They have a gun. Do it. You've done the smart thing of going to a place where you are in a lit area. You are recording this. Okay. The second it's out of bounds, let's take care of this. Let's get legal representation. The body cams are on. Let's take care of this. But the concern for me is as much as I thought that was the hallmark example when I saw it the first
0: time, yes, it ended up.
1: It wasn't. Yeah. And then there's an even even deeper thought in in a further investigation of there's always a question of why do you pull somebody over? Look, you don't know when Whenever we why. get pulled over, you we don't have no know, clue. It's like, why. hey, I bought a new car. That car could have been lifted. Like you, like, you don't know. So he was pulled over. He had his, his temporary tags that were taped up in his back window, and he had a uh, tinted window. So maybe they saw him. Maybe and they, they don't. Who knows? Like, I, I don't know, right? But when, when you're pulled over, there's this overarching idea of how do we get back to a place in this country where we have overarching trust in the system as a whole? Mm-hmm. And I can tell you a way we don't get back to it. It's not by blowing up every single piece of every negative story that happens and not really looking at the data and understanding the frequency of when things happen in our country. There were over 20 million traffic stops 20 million. that happened in this country last year. And, if, and, 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 I, and once again, I grew up in this, in this same place where it's like, oh, my gosh, if you get pulled over by a white cop, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. 20 million traffic stops. Um, what happened in 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 that video and other videos? Those things are rare,
0: extremely rare, extremely ra- rare, Rendon. Like 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 it's it's all, it, it it teeters on statistical impossibility. Rare. That's what we're getting at. And just because you see the same videos over and over and over again, you got to take a look at how many—those I mean, are just traffic stops, by the way. Yeah. Think about how many interactions, just in general, that our citizens have with our law enforcement officers across this country daily, yes. outside of traffic stops, on top of that. Yeah.
1: And when we blow this up, when we blow it up as if that's the situation that every single time happens to black people. Mm-hmm we do ourselves a disservice. Because let me tell you the first thing you're doing, when black people get pulled over, and I'm telling the media this, when black people get pulled over and they have a heightened sense of fear and angst, that's when bad decisions are made. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's when when decisions are made in panic. That's what happened in the right case when he pulled away from a, a, a police officer. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what we do in panic. That's that's a fight flight or flight or fight type of of reaction to things. Mm-hmm. So this irresponsible coverage of the media where this is always the case without delving into the it's specifics of what is happening. It's sending such happened, a false message. Yes. And it's a dangerous it's a
0: dangerous false. So message. I've been pulled over at, at, at Fort Hood driving from 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 Fort Hood to Austin multiple times while in my uniform. Okay, I have. There were times that I, it was certainly a DWB situation, driving while black. There were other times where I had a lead foot on I-35. I will admit that. I was absolutely speeding or I absolutely was not doing the right thing. Did you have a
1: lead foot or was it that, that crocodile on that boot it's was it's a little a gator. heavy? It's a gator. The gator was a little a-a-a. bit heavy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> gator. There's a boot and that. You like my, glad you like my boots. They're beautiful. Um... Because I had a lead foot. I had a lead gator foot. But yeah. I, had a, I had a lead foot. And, Rendon, I'm not saying that it's an N of 20. I'm, I, I didn't get pulled over like 20 times. But I would say, during my time in the military, I probably got pulled over once a year. So like, all in, eight to 12 times, yeah. OK? I never had a bad experience. Never. Not one. I saw a Facebook post of a uh black woman who's a West Point graduate who was who's who's a year ahead of me. She made this long post about how a cop pulled up behind her and she felt scared and she began to feel nervous and kinda of described yeah. her fa- her thoughts and her feelings. And I huh. thought to myself, that's so sad to me that you feel that way and I get why, given what you're seeing every day. Yeah. And that's and that's what's like
1: here's the thing, Wesley, I have that feeling too, and I know that it's irrational.
0: Yeah. So, when I was talking to some of my white friends, they had that feeling, too. Hmm. Newsflash. White people, white males, they, they they get a little antsy too whenever they get pulled over by law enforcement. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't really understand that yeah. from that perspective. Actually, I've never had that conversation, so that's that's interesting. That I, at the, Rendon, I was kind of shocked. He's like, "No, Wesley, I too yeah. put my hands on ten and two, yeah. and I too try to be as courteous as I can to law enforcement officer because I, I I'm kind of I'm kind of concerned too. Yeah, I'm worried about my safety as well. What did I do wrong?
1: Yeah. Isn't it interesting that sometimes we don't have the conversations with people who
0: could enlighten us the most? It's, it's interesting. It's fascinating. It's not, it's not just us. And so I, I kind of pulled some numbers and I, and I kind of want to talk about this, you know, to kind of go to go to your point about about what's actually happening versus what you think it's happening or based on what the media is, is, is perpetuating. Sure. So far in, t- in 2021, um, there have been a total of 52 Police fatal p- police shootings toward black people, 52, for white people 109. So double that.
1: Yeah, but disproportionate to the it's disproportionate to, to, the to the population. population. Got yep. it.
0: Yep. Got it. But that's not what you would think would be actually no, based not, on what you see on TV. not what's conveyed in the media at all. And then unarmed, three black people, unarmed, five white people. Yeah, there, there have been f- there have been more unarmed white people killed. Yeah. By police officers than black people. Again, to your point, disproportionate due to the population. I, I, I get that. My argument is is that I would have never imagined that those were the numbers. Oh, I would have thought there was thousands. Uh,
1: exactly. Thousands of thousands, based on
0: based on the, the media coverage that we get in this. Exactly. And, and really, that's, ve- to your point, that's very dangerous. Yeah. People are dying right now because of this misinformation war. Yeah. People right now are losing their businesses because in Minnesota they are tearing apart the city because of misinformation. Yeah. Because we are literally taking the worst situations that we are seeing and putting them on repeat over and over again across all social media platforms, played 24/7 on all news media outlets. And it's very dangerous to our citizens, to, to our citizens and to our law enforcement it's officers. It's adjusting our psyche. It's adjusting our psyche to to
1: really be conditioned to believe that that is the norm. All of the time. And, it's
0: not, and even, it's, not, it's not even close to being the It's normal. not. So I also want to talk a little bit about the importance of assuming responsibility. We talk about personal responsibility a lot on this show. A lot of people hear this and they think, well, I want to get into victim blaming on this whole thing. But it's not entirely the cop's fault. It's not entirely the citizen's fault. Yeah, and in if any we situation aren't willing to accept a certain level of responsibility for everybody and everybody's taking this whole thing we're just going to keep on butting heads and we're not actually going to resolve the problem. Wesley. Joe Gutierrez, cops
1: got to do better too. This guy was one of your own. Fact. Cops got to do better Fact. too. Straight He's got out. to do better. He had a partner you with him. Police he had a partner with him that watched him do that, okay? That watched him say you're about to ride the lightning. If you ever said we're about to ride the lightning in any context? Like br- no. I don't know what I do cuz you're bigger than I mean I, I
0: mean I would hit you, well, you know.
1: I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'd sternly say with a finger in your face, "We are not using that term, Wesley Parish Hunt."
0: It's Got the middle name too. I know yeah, it's no serious. probably what
1: I say. But but that, that that whole situation for me, I go back to getting home alive and what can you do to make sure that you, you get home alive? I don't think that he handled that situation poorly. Wasn't great. It resulted in him getting pepper sprayed, uh-huh. okay? Which didn't didn't have to happen. Yeah, was, he escalated it. the situation. The reason I don't think he handled it poorly is because he still made it home a lot. Yeah. There was a way for that to go south real, real, real quick. Yeah. So the reason I say, well, he didn't handle it poorly But as I think about, is that an example that I'm going to show my son? After I saw it the first time, I'm like, this is an example that I am showing my son. He had his hand out of the window, he drove to a lit place. This is the example that I'm showing my son. And then I
0: saw the other video and I'm like, yeah, he could have done better than that. Uh, he could have you know, done a little better than that. Could have done better, but I'm
1: glad he got home
0: alive. alive, which is the whole point of this show, of this of this segment. And I and I also want to talk about getting home alive from the cops' perspective. Mm. I, was told, I was told a story when I was on the campaign trail because I'm a, as you know I'm a huge supporter and a huge fan of H.P.D. Yeah, huge. Yeah. They've. They, they do God's work, and we are yeah. not perfect beings, but I mean, what they have to endure and encounter every day, it's a tough, it's a tough gig. Yeah. But you gotta be held responsible as well for your mistakes. Yeah. Just because it's tough doesn't mean that you're exonerated from your mistakes. No. I heard a story about, it's called the Velcro story. I've told it a few times. Hmm. Uh, I was talking to a spouse, and she told me every day she looks forward to hearing the sound of Velcro. I said, why? He said, because when I hear Velcro, that means that my husband made it back home alive, and he's taken off his bulletproof vest. (laughs) So these are people that get up every single day, they don a bulletproof vest, they put on a taser, hopefully on their their non-dominant side, and they they put their weapon on their dominant side, as it should be, and they go out every day to risk their lives. And they ain't perfect people, Rendon. No. And keeping that in mind... I think is equally important, that the overwhelming majority of these people are out here trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And they aren't perfect. And I want to talk about that law enforcement officer, the one that, oh, I can't remember, Kim, recall her Kim name. Potter. And, and Kim we, Potter. Kim yeah, Potter. Da- we, we, I think Let, we let's go need to, that to talk one. about Dante Wright. I, I think I, we absolutely can. And, and so I think, I think, do I think that she made a mistake? Sure. Yeah. And she should be punished severely for it. Yeah. See, everybody thinks, we, we were talking about this the other day yeah. about this and, or, versus, and or. versus or. Yeah. Okay, everybody thinks that that she made a mistake, but there's yeah, but. Yeah. How about she made a mistake and she cost somebody their life and she should be punished accordingly for it? Yeah. And she could make a mistake and you get punished for it. Yes. See, everybody thinks that if I, if I agree that she made a mistake, which I think that she then did. she shouldn't get punished. Did she like, su- no. That's not what I'm saying no, at all. She made a mistake and she should be punished. She absolutely should be punished. Yeah.
1: And, and, and there's, there's a piece, and this is something, I think it's the nuance of our views of the world, Wesley. When you think about Dante Wright and Kim Potter, okay, you talk about misinformation and how these things end up happening, how the situation is, actually plays out. Okay. Dante Wright is driving around with an expired inspection sticker, mm-hmm. with a warrant out for
0: his arrest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And again, this is not grounds for him to, you know, not get home alive. But no, it's not grounds for him. But, to,
1: but this is this is this builds but it's a con- story. It's but context. Con- but it's context because the, the police officer pulls you over. You're out of the car. Tim Potter walks over, Officer Potter walks over to him calmly to at the time. continue the process of handcuffing him. He whips his arm from her, gets back in the car. That's when she deploys a bullet, whether she thought it was a bullet or not, another conversation for another day. Yeah. The nuance in the way that, that I think people like us view it is on both sides, there were some flight or fight yeah. reactions. Okay, we can't say, oh, man, well, Kim Potter should have known that she was pulling a taser. Like, how would you not know that in that situation? Just like I wouldn't say, well, Dante Wright should have known that when he's right around cops, he shouldn't pull his arm away from him and jump in a car to escape. It's
0: the same thing, isn't it?
1: Right. I believe, and it's because I choose to believe this, I believe that these people were reacting out of fear. Fear. Both of them. He was reacting out of fear because he didn't know what these cops were going to do. Because guess what? He knew he had a warrant out, too.
0: We're also he wasn't
1: he, sure what was going to happen
0: to he him. He didn't know. He didn't know. That's why he of the unknown. panicked.
1: She didn't know what he was going to do.
0: When he, he jumped back in that car. When he
1: jumped back in the car and whipped his arm away from her. So both of them were in situations where it was fight or flight and they did things that we're both inappropriate. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as I think about what can we do better to prevent something like that from happening again, from pre- preventing the twenty-year-old Dante Wright from not making it home, what can we do? Be- what can I do with my son, whose name is Wright, mm-hmm. to
0: not be in a situation like that? So, Rena, what I also like about your your, your description of this is that. You left race out of it because all this stuff is not always about race. Everything is getting spun into a race-black man conversation until you look at the Hispanic officer and the half-black, half-Hispanic soldier. Well, and it you gets look at this situation bit- with with uh, with Dante Wright. He's biracial. Yeah. And.
1: It was a it woman. It was a, it's a woman. It a female. It gets spun up into gender as well. These cowboy cops like Joe Gutierrez, he— Well— Well, there's a female cop that just shot a guy. That's it. right We're not in boxes, guys. You
0: can't put people in boxes. Everything isn't BLM. Yeah. Everything—every every situation and every circumstance is very different, and everything is nuanced. Yes. But if you buy what the media is pumping to you, pumping out to you, isn't it, isn't it funny that you very rarely hear Officer Gutierrez's name? For the assumption that you we, they want us to assume that it's a white cop. Yeah. I was watching the issue unfold with Dante Wright. Took them forever to say she or to mention her race or anything forever. Yeah. Because they wanted us to assume that it was a white male cop. This has got to stop. Yeah. Because people are dying behind these lies and misinformation. Yeah. Just tell the truth, the whole truth. Don't play a part of the video, play the whole video. And then, and then to those listening, if you watch, listen to this, don't believe the clip that the media sends you, go back. And watch the full thing. You have a responsibility for as for, for yourself to be an informed citizen, and in this day and age, you can be.
1: I like what you said about the idea of misinformation and what that leads to. because misinformation causes us to perceive danger in situations, whether there's danger or not. Misinformation about how people feel about us, or misinformation about how we feel about others, knowing that process. There's a part of me that thinks if Dante Wright would have known what does happen if you have a warrant for your arrest and it's a misdemeanor and they just, if he would have known what that process would have looked like, would he have been fearful enough to try to jump in a car and then jeopardize a felony because he's doing that to go to jail for some real time rather than just taking the L taking the the misdemeanor If he would have actually known and been educated about what that, what that entails. And that's why we need to make sure that as a society that we're educating our our youth on these fronts. I had a situation when I was in high school. It was it was my first the first time I was pulled over for driving while black. I was 18 years old. I had just turned 18, and I had just played a football game. Actually, I didn't play a football game. I was hurt that game of the season. we were playing at St. Pius, and I was coming back on San Felipe. We actually lost that game. It was it was not a pretty one we no longer had our star running back, Wesley Hunt. It happens, man. Yeah. So I was driving back from the Thank that, you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, he's a good one. He's one of the good guys. Yeah. I was driving I'm, back uh, from the game, and I got pulled over. And when I was pulled over, I was terrified because I watched the news like everybody else, and I was a newly minted 18-year-old. I was terrified when I got pulled over. And the cop came, flashed the, the light in my eyes. Have you been drinking? No, sir, I do not drink. Sir, I'm keeping my hands on the wheel so that you can see him. Get out of the car. Yes, sir. Open the door, got out of the car. Then proceeds to open my back door, shine his light, and search the whole car. Are you on drugs? And this was right by River Oaks, right? Mm -hmm. Not many of us are are right by River Oaks. I was driving in a 1993 Jeep Cherokee. Black. Are you on drugs? No, sir. Opens a glove box. Looks in. Writes me a ticket. Now, this was circa 2000, not circa 2003, because if the Black album had been out, I'd have been like, I ain't past the bar, but I I know
0: know a little bit. bit. and know that that you want to legally search my (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See how smart you are with a canine's colour. <laughs> I got 99 problems.
1: <laughs> but I but I was going through all this and I was watching it and, and quite frankly, I got home alive. Okay? It was it was a devastating moment for me. I was about to go to my friend Craig's house and I could I, I cried all the way home. I actually I was about to go home. My mom told me to go to Craig's house because it was closer. I cried all the way to Craig's house. I was just it was. I, I really did feel like I was violated, right? Mm-hmm. And as I think about, I, I didn't. I wasn't paying attention at all to what's the officer's badge number. Yeah, what's this? That. Yeah, yeah, what's yeah. that? I literally was trying to get home, and that's it. And now I'm in a position where, where you know, as a parent, I hope that my kids think the same thing. Don't try to be a hero. Yeah, don't be a hero. Just try to get. Don't home. be a hero. Get home. And we live. I lived in a day and age then where I just dropped it, you know? They actually wrote, they wrote me a ticket. I went to court, and the cop didn't show up. Yeah. And they dismissed the ticket. And in my mind, the worst thing was this whole situation, well, oh, I gotta pay this ticket. Let me tell you what, something like that goes down with my kids now, I'm not dropping it. Mm-hmm. And, and you shouldn't. And we live in a different culture. Mm -hmm. Where I think we would be encouraged to not drop that now. And I think that's a piece of our story of Progress in the United States. I agree Like that that's shocking to me now when I tell that story now, I'm just kind of like wow, that's really crazy I let that go
0: Yeah, different era though different time different era It's a different era. It was a different time and I and I think there's some context here for a lawyer Yeah, There's, there's some context here though that you know it, it, revisionist history is always is, is always doomed the future because the, you you have to understand that in that period that's not how things were we, there weren't any smartphones yeah we weren't recording things there weren't no body cams there yeah. weren't th- th- that 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 took on a whole different meaning What I do want to say, though, is just because now we have social media and now we have cameras that can record everything and we walk around here with supercomputers in our pocket also doesn't give you carte blanche to act like an idiot. No. It doesn't give you carte blanche to provoke law enforcement officers. No. Nor does it give law enforcement
1: officers carte blanche to Joe Gutierrez. Exactly.
0: And I think I actually spoke to some of my HPD buddies about Joe Gutierrez, yeah. and, and here's what's here's what's here's what's really HPD funny heroes H, dude, they're, dude, they're the best. they're the best yeah. <laughs> Like the best. HPD <laughs> They are the best. Yes, except <laughs> for that guy that pulled me over in 2000. Except for <laughs> him <laughs> this is always bad apple. Um, But I called a few of my buddies and asked them about this and they're just like yeah, yeah, yeah that guy is horrible So so that guy is absolutely ridiculous, and and you gotta you gotta literally police your own. Yeah. Like that guy is slipping through the cracks, and these are other law enforcement officers that are talking about this. Even even with the Chauvin case,
1: that's exactly where I was about to go.
0: You're you're seeing other law enforcement officers say, no no no, Uh, this this is a bad dude. This is corn pop. Yeah, it's bad dude. He's a bad dude. Yeah. He okay. wrote, I mean, I mean yeah. corporate Corp, was Corp bad. a bad dude. <laughs> he wrote with bad dudes. Yeah.
1: Well, to your point, and I'm going to apologize for saying to your point. We uh, say to your point quite a bit. It's probably because we agree way too much. Yeah, we gotta disagree. We'll, we'll find something to we'll, disagree we'll, on. Yeah, yeah, we'll find something. <laughs> I but, wear socks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get it once a show. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, 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 uh.
1: But that was one thing that, that I have thought a lot about. Is we as a culture have lost the ability to even find common ground and connect on
0: oh, things. Wow!
1: And the reason that's that's so pronounced in this specific situation, after the George Floyd video came out, you didn't hear cops saying no. that Chauvin did the right thing. No, nobody did because it was so stinking obvious it that it was wrong. Yes. Every law enforcement, every every police officer or friend who had been a former police officer that I talked to was like, yeah, it was so bad. That's ridiculous. They were all like that, right? That's ridiculous. But somehow, we didn't cover the fact that yes, we have something that, that we agree on, like let's build upon what that, agree, that that agreement is. We just totally skipped that. Yeah. We skipped that part that that the people who are trained to do
0: this to protect us, are the ones testifying currently against him.
1: Yes. And they're the ones that are saying, like, hey, this isn't what we do. This isn't who we are.
0: Do you, do you know what one of my, and we don't want to listen to him? Do you know what one of my HPD buddies told me? Because this <laughs> was this this happened in the middle of the campaign, and so I went up to headquarters to go, you know, chop it up with him. And he goes, That guy, talking about Chauvin, he has no idea how much harder he just made all of our lives. Huh. Back to your point, 20 million traffic stops? Yeah. 20 million? Overwhelmingly positive. The reason why you don't know about them because you don't hear about them, because they all go well. Yeah.
1: So what you've described to that one person and how that one person, as an example, can set the tone for somebody's perception of an entire group of people, (sighs) whether it be a religion, whether it be a race, whether it be a gender, one person can set the tone. See, we were fortunate enough to grow up in an environment where we saw that every single day. Uh And we grew up in an environment like that because I knew that when my friends in high school invited me to spend the night, that I was probably the only black person that was going to ever sleep at their house.
0: Yeah. Same here, man.
1: I knew that. And I knew that the way that I ate my food, yeah. the extent to which I was polite,
0: mm-hmm. the way I cleaned up behind I myself— I represented an entire race of people. Yes. And I was always extremely aware of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, it's, and it's a way—that's that, not fair, and I don't, I don't expect everybody to think that they have to take on that burden. You and I have chosen to do that. It's a, it's a choice that we've made. I don't see it as a burden. I, see I don't see it as, see a, it as, as, a as a bur- an honor. As a, I see it as an opportunity. It's a, it's an honor to be able it's an to opportunity, right Yes. And the same thing goes for a myriad of different groups. Yeah. Like oftentimes, you might be the only person that walks through that door that is that particular
1: religion. Oh, I've never met a West Point graduate before. I've 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 never met a Christian before. I've never met a person who wears no socks before. You guys are really cool. You're so chill and so good looking. And you speak so well. Maybe I should stop wearing socks.
0: That's really good no one' yeah, gonna do that.
1: No way yeah, to that I mean you never you never know I' mean, I've never I've never met a person that has 15 degrees from Cornell <laughs> great to meet you Wesley hunt yeah hey, hey hey yeah and, and 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 there's this piece of of that is a piece of of who we are and that's something that I think about too with each individual cop that has these terrible uh, outings like we've seen or each individual person who hits a cop or punches a cop or, or dives in a car and runs away, you're not only making it hard for yourself to get home, you're making it hard for a whole bunch of other people to behind get you to get home. Because let me tell you, our boy Gutierrez, and I say that dripping with sarcasm, he didn't say put your arms out of the window and stop the car because it was convenient for him to say. He said it because... Sometimes people just drive away exactly or sometimes people pull out guns guns. and start shooting at cops So he didn't just say that because this does happen It's never been done before This happens He says it because like that's the precedent that's been set and so we need to be really careful with our actions as well Because we set the tone for the next generation
0: (laughs) Rendon Every time I get stopped, or every time I've been stopped, how do you in get stopped life. so much, man? So, Rennet, there was a fa- there was a phase <laughs> of my life. I'm not Renna, Like I got it. Like sometimes I do think race was involved. Like twelve times, yeah, dude. In, in my life, in my life, all in, probably twenty times. Jeez, me pulled over twenty times. I want to see the date of high swole people getting stopped. But, dude, I bet, they, a, I, bet stop, <laughs> I bet they stop because they see their chest muscles.
1: Those cops stop you. They say, "Hey, man, you got any weight protein?"
0: carry on. that's why they pulled me over I, I need i need some more protein for my for my lift i need a pump you know you look like somebody that got some whey protein in the back you got some in the back <laughs> see they, they, they usually look in my car now Now not looking for drugs they're looking for whey protein <laughs> i've been pulled over quite a few times i mean i i understand that in my life holistically every time i get pulled over and then I think about the next person that might get pulled over oh. as well, all the time. I show so much respect. I, I I can't use sir or ma'am enough in the sentence. Yeah. And and my whole goal is I just want to go home. If you give me a ticket, that's fine for whatever reason. I don't. I'm not. I am less concerned about arguing about that. I'll just take the L. Give me a ticket for nothing. I don't really care. I have been told on multiple occasions. Sir, thank you so much for being just for being so respectful. Now here's your ticket, but thank you. Yeah, I've been told that, and that's what that's what bothered. And I I, I say, and I say, thank you for the ticket, and thank you for keeping us safe. Yeah. This is if you if you literally if you just kind of lead with a little bit more respect and understand that it's just a ticket. Yeah. And that's
1: what bothered me about the interaction between Lieutenant Nazario. And Gutierrez. Joe Bam Bam Gutierrez. <laughs> okay, that's, that's that's what kind of bothered me about that interaction, because from Bam Bam Gutierrez, <laughs> you see this guy who's in uniform. Okay,
0: I just see Bam so, Bam Bigelow, and you know what? He does remind me a little bit of Bam <laughs> yeah, Bam Bigelow. cowboy, man.
1: <laughs> hey, 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 this guy, you see a guy. Who's in uniform. So there's a certain respect you pay to somebody who wears the uniform. Now, wh- so, so that's what got me at first. It's like there's a and, – and, and it goes both ways. I'm getting there. Yeah, I know. It goes I know. both ways. This is why I said the interaction bothered me because mm-hmm. Bam Bam Gutierrez <laughs> had every – reason to treat this guy with an added level of respect not even because he's an officer in the military but because he is in the military and lieutenant zario had every inclination and should have had every he should have had every inclination because he is in the service of arms and because he does that for a living to give the benefit of the doubt to the cop Mm-hmm. and not make it hard for him because we're all we're, we're all in the same type of combative service like don't make it harder for somebody
0: who's in that same type also of service i want to say this it just because you're in uniform and just because you're in the military doesn't give you the right to break the law no he's it's not a chip on the shoulder if somebody tells you to do something like like do it. i kind of didn't really like the idea of he's like i'm a military officer and you're treating me like this so you're not you're treating you're you're not getting treated that well as a as a citizen. First, yeah. you being in the military doesn't give you the right to not obey basic commands. Yeah, Wesley. And using that as an excuse either. The
1: problem is they both broke the unwritten code. Yeah. The unwritten code is you see somebody in uniform and game recognizes game. game.
0: That's the unwritten code. It's the it's the smile. It's the wink. Yes. It's the, I might give you a ticket still.
1: But it's the way but, of the but samurai, here's, man. But here's with, yeah, it's yeah. The way, And they both broke the unwritten they did. code. They both it's like, did. You're gonna make my job harder because you're not just gonna listen to me, yeah. And you're gonna make my life harder because you're gonna go around like bam, bam, Bigelow and pepper and spray. Pepper spray
0: me. people. That was that was absurd, though.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like, by that time. To- by it's by like, the time they had to, yeah, th- that it's, guy. It's like, dude. It's like, dude. You could you could call his chain of command. He's in uniform. Yeah. You could say, let me talk to your company commander. Yeah. You clearly know a little bit of something about military ranks. I mean, you're listing off private specialists. You know a little bit of something about military ranks. Mm-hmm. That's pretty
0: ridiculous, though. Totally out of control, but man. That's, but that's what's so funny is when I talk to my buddies, they look at that, my, my HPD buddies, my HPD heroes. when they I like, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Those HPD guys heroes, heroes man. They, they saw that video, too. They're just like, yeah, that guy's a cowboy. Yeah. So I also think that what's happening, too, is is there's this trend now that police officers are getting a little bit better about having the autonomy to police their own. Mm-hmm. Because with this level of scrutiny comes a level of responsibility for everybody that's surrounding the issue. Oh, yeah. So the most disappointing thing about the Chauvin case, was for me, was less about Chauvin. And the other officers that stood by and did nothing. Yeah, yeah, that was what was kind of more disturbing to me. Which also tells me that there must be a that's culture. A systematic. That's it's a systematic, systematic cultural issue. Cultural issue. Yeah. That that particular department doesn't have the doesn't have the autonomy or feel like they have the ability to police to their, police their own, own when they're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Now, that's not a cop issue, overall or holistically. It's not a law enforcement issue. That's a department issue. Yeah. That's a regional issue. Because that wouldn't, don't oper- that, that wouldn't wouldn't happen fight. at every police department. No. It, it, Not only, forget every that wouldn't
1: happen in every unit in every police exactly. department. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And once again, that's what happens when we put people in boxes. And we don't want to talk about the good guys, okay? Because there are certain units and there are certain departments that do one hell of a job. Oh, where that with never, their community, where that you, never would have flown. You see them out there. You, see, I've watched, I've seen these videos of these cops out there playing basketball with the community. Yeah, they they know all the neighbors. They know everybody. Yeah. Okay, they are entrenched in the community as a whole. So when something pops off, the people don't freak out. They're like, oh no no no, Officer Lewis is good. He, oh he's good people.
1: Yeah. But that goes back to this idea of community policing and breaking down the barriers of the perceptions of law enforcement, right? That, that, that goes back to this idea. Because I don't believe in our culture right now that the perception is the reality. And the reason why I don't believe it, once again, I know the numbers. About homicides and pulling people over. The data doesn't the, back in the percentage, that up. In the percentage. Yeah. I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. I was pulled over, and this was, would have been 2000, 2014. I was driving from a retirement ceremony for the best commander who ever set foot in the United States Navy, Commander Chris Tallon. Mm-hmm.
0: I was driving
1: it. from fantastic guy. Fantastic guy. I was driving from his retirement ceremony in Little Creek, Virginia, back up to Arlington, Virginia. Okay, and it was late at night. I decided to make the drive. He's like, "Yeah, you can stay here." I was like, oh, I just kind of want to make it home." Uh, at the time, Esther was real little, so I was like, oh, "I'll just, I'll just drive back home." And man, I was tired because I drove out there for the ceremony, went through the whole ceremony. I was tired, and I was nodding off the wheel, man. Mm-hmm. Like. Completely dangerous, completely stupid, but I was tired. And I got lit up. Cop lit me up from the back, pull over. And the first thing I thought was, it's dark and it's in Virginia. Rest in peace, uh, it's, it's by dark. the way, DMX. It's dark, dark and hell is it's hot. It's dark and hell is hot. <laughs> just it's Rest dark. in peace, DMX. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I thought is, it's, it's dark. <laughs> I'm 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 in Virginia, which doesn't have the best reputation for these things, but you know, and this yeah. was even before that happened in December of 2020. I, I'm dark it's in Virginia, I just got lit up and I and I pulled over Cops are great. Like, hey, where are you coming from? Coming from retirement retirement uh, celebration. from the Oh, you're a Navy vet? Yeah. Hey, man, thanks so much for your service. Do you know why I pulled you over? No, officer, I don't know why. Pulled. Man, you were swerving all over the place. I got a report from somebody else that called the cops because they were like, man, this person's intoxicated and is driving all over the road. They're like, are you tired? It's like, yes, I am very tired, but I am very awake now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is not going to be an this issue. Is well, where are you going? Arlington, do you need an escort out there? Are you going to be okay? Like, yeah, I'll be fine. Thank you, sir. Appreciate
0: it. I want want in on a good story, too. Good job.
1: the interesting piece of that, in my mind, when he pulled me over, Mm -hmm. in my mind, my mind directly went to, oh my gosh, I need to be in a lit place. This guy is, what if they pull me out of the
0: car? Just wanted to help you. That's where my mind was. Just wanted to help.
1: But in reality, this person just wanted to help me. Statistically there is a far higher probability that when somebody lights that's you up- usually what That they're happens. going to help you or inform you that you're doing something wrong than that they're gonna pull like you out
0: 99. of the car. Like 9. 99.9, like a very high percentage here that that's gonna be the likely outcome. And I know outcome. that's hard for our culture to accept because, because it's hard for me to accept mentally. But Rhonda, it's hard for I'm our culture to accept over. because you don't ever see the other side of that. Yeah, yeah. You're constantly inundated with everything wrong that every cop does in America. Yeah. One cop does something wrong in Virginia, they do something wrong up in Washington, it is all over the and it, you would think that that happens every day in every community and that's not true. It's not true. I got a good story for you and then and then we'll then we'll end. Sure. So I'll, 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 I I I want to end on the high notes and highlight that you can tell the story about when you first saw me. No, I'm not going to tell him about that. That's a highlight right there. No, it's not. It's the worst day of <laughs> my is life. This the
1: most beautiful it's baby the worst day. I've ever it's seen. It's the worst day of my life. I think <laughs> I slapped you. <laughs> you were trying to see if it was real. Is it's this a... real? <laughs> this angelic face?
0: No, it's not. <laughs> uh, um, went to a wedding in Iowa. Flew to Chicago. My flight got canceled that night. So I had to rent a car, and the, the, the next flight would have been in the afternoon of the next day, and the festivities were starting the next day, sure. and, I, and I had a role in the wedding, and I, I needed to be there. So, my flight got canceled from Chicago to the town in Iowa. So, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the right thing. I, I, I got to go help my boy out. I got to go see him. I haven't seen him in a long time. I'm going to rent a car, and I'm going to drive it. And it is like 11 o'clock at night. It's about a two-hour drive from Chicago to the, to the city in Iowa that I was going to. And... I was speeding. Yeah. And it's eleven o'clock at night. I get pulled over and I'm in Iowa. And I'm like,
1: Uh Uh-oh. Again, your mind. Your (laughs) mind goes to this is this is
0: this is not optimal. (laughs) This is not an optimal situation. Children of the corn or racist cop. (laughs) This is not optimal. (laughs) Cop pulls me over goes to the other side of the car. He goes, sir, do you know I pulled you over? I said, sir, I no, sir, I don't. He goes, you're speeding. He goes, where are you headed? I said, I just landed in Chicago. I said, here's my ticket. It got canceled, and so my buddy has a wedding tomorrow, and I'm just trying to get there before 1 o'clock in the morning. He goes, slow it down. Be careful. The next town is two miles up. It's a speed trap. So be looking out for, the, for that speed trap. Drive safely. Hmm. Got in his car. Drove away. How many of those are there Mm. that you'll never hear about? That's the overwhelming majority of the involvement and the engagement that we have with our law enforcement right now. And we are sitting here watching people burn our cities to the ground because of the mistakes of few. Because those are the type of people that
1: self-select to protect and serve. They do they do. That's the DNA of the type of, are you going to get bad apples? Yes. Yes. But the broader DNA of people that choose that line of profession are people that are committed to service. Yes. I could say the same thing about the military. Yes. Do we have plenty of bad apples? Of course we do. Absolutely. But the broader DNA of the organization is people that believe in a higher cause
0: and they want to protect and serve that's why I want to give off was it an officer Potter is that her name mm-hmm. this is why I, she was on the force for 26 years yeah 26 years I Was the head
1: of the police union in 2019 too. okay so
0: yeah. do I think she made a mistake yeah. sure should she should she be in law enforcement anymore no no absolutely not. no she absolutely should not be in law enforcement anymore no. full stop but let's let's even also even the
1: perception of all this endangers the people who she would serve with.
0: Of Absolutely. course, it does. It's probably why she resigned and did the right thing. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, I mean, there wasn't there was a way where he she could have actually shot her, her partner because yeah. she was trying to help. I mean, that was a very dangerous situation. Yes, it she was. can't handle it. So guess what? She shouldn't be in law enforcement yeah. Yeah. anymore. Yeah. Does that negate 26 years of service? No. It shouldn't. Mm-hmm. At least it shouldn't. In our last, oh, we're going to close on, on on DMX. DMX. So we grew up listening to DMX. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you remember in the in the same black Jeep, yeah. bumping DMX. Yeah. It's dark as hell. It's hot. Yeah. And what a complicated human being. Mm-hmm. What a troubled soul in many respects. I heard a story. I read a story about him. Re- relatively recently, during COVID, during Bible studies. Hmm. Now, does that clash with the DMX persona that we may know? Of course. Yeah. Does that clash with some of the some 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 of his lyrics that you, you and doesn't, I? doesn't. It doesn't.
1: <laughs> pa- it does not clash with. You've been eating long enough. Now stop, stop being greedy. greedy. Just keep it real, partner.
0: Let's give, give to, to the, the needy. needy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There, that it.
1: was somewhere in Matthew too. That
0: was <laughs> <laughs> something like that. A derivation of that is in the gospels. Believe I, I, believe <laughs> I believe, I have some, some, read something, something like that. Mark or Matthew, yeah. one of the two. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. whatever, yeah. whatever. Good job, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to end on the, on the idea of we are all complicated people. Yes, we are. Can we please try to focus more on what makes us good? and stop trying to tear us apart for our faults. We are not perfect. Officers are not perfect. They're not going to be perfect. Citizens are not perfect. We're not going to be perfect. If we can just admit that, then that's how we can start to heal. Got Anything? I'm slipping. I'm I'm falling. falling. I can't can't get get up.
1: (laughs) Get back on the streets so So I can tear tear up. up. (laughs) I'm out. That's all I got. (laughs) Smiles are contagious. Make someone's day.
0: You have a good week. Thank you.